I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots, welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. You can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. I am so glad to have you guys. We're both glad to have you guys here with us today. And uh, I just wanted to... She's glad to have you. I'm glad. You're not glad? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're excited. Uh, We're getting so close to the Christmas holiday. And this is my favorite time of the year. I don't know if it's the decorations, if it's the festivities, if it's the music... Or if it's just the fact that the entire world has to recognize that Jesus Christ was born. And I don't know. I don't know. We went to the Jacksonville Symphony last night, and uh, I was pretty excited uh, about all that. It was, it was a whole lot of fun. They did a really great, great presentation of holiday pops. And I wanted to, I, I guess we'll start off with... Uh, a, a little funny thing ha- ha- that happened. I don't think, I didn't share this with you, JC, but uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez is in the news again. And um, this time, once again, she's misquoting the Constitution. Mm. And what's interesting to me, JC, is that why, I mean, she's obviously ignorant of the document, she obviously has a disrespect for the document. So I need to know from a psychological background, what exactly is her motivation for trying to quote it? To, to speak from authority, I think. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, she's trying to give her statements authority. So Right, it's a, appeal to authority. Yeah, because Nancy Pelosi does the same thing. Remember, we talk about how she Nancy Pelosi the found she just yeah. the founders and stuff. So, so. she's she's trying. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, um, according to uh, Politico, Politico was doing an Ocasio Cortez interview, and uh, in between photo shoots, one of the photographers joked with Ocasio Cortez about running for president in a few years. And according to Politico, the uh, photographer says, 
You can't even run for president for another six years, noting that she just turned 29. And Ocasio-Cortez responded by falsely stating that the U.S. Constitution, are you ready for this, only places a presidential age limit on men, not women. She says that uh, not for a long time, uh, thank God, she says, although we've been joking that because of the equal, equal Rights Amendment hasn't been passed yet, the constitutionally, this is Ocasio-Cortez, the constitutionally technically says that he cannot run until he's 35, therefore it only applies to men. Only that's not what it says. <laughs> She threatened to run for president if the Republicans don't pass the Equal Rights Amendment. He says, so what will, she says this, so what we'll do is we'll force the Republican Party to pass the Equal Rights Amendment by threatening a run for president. But Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution reads like this, just so you know, everybody out there. No person except a natural-born citizen or a citizen of the United States at the time of the adoption of this Constitution shall be eligible to the office of president. Neither shall any person be eligible to that office who shall not have attained the age of 35 years and been 14 years a resident within the United States. <laughs> Okay. So it's this my question is how many people will just are, are just running around believing what these what these ignoramuses say without even actually reading the document because this false misogynistic I, I can give you a partial answer to that question. Yeah. You you go to the uh uh election results and yeah. and you have a number Right. <laughs> However many people voted, voted for, her. for that moron. <laughs> so. See, but this, this, she's not. Uh, I think. The origination of this false misogynistic. No, of course not. View. She's a symptom. She, she's a symptom of the problem. She's not the origin of the problem. Can I remind you that the new uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg movie has the Ruth Bader Ginsburg character in the movie claiming that the word women is not in the Constitution yeah. uh, or woman, I, I, women or woman is not in the Constitution as some kind of an indictment on the misogynistic nature of the writing of the Constitution. But as you see here uh, and you go and read the Constitution, the word man is not in the Constitution either. That hey, if if you have a toy making factory, you expect toys to come out of that, right? So yeah. you look at our colleges and schools, voila, there you go. So she's the she's a product of this claptrap that's being taught from cradle to grave in our government education system and and being uh, transmitted in our media. What's interesting to me in her comments is I, I understand that. Um, to be in these positions, all these politicians to hold these offices, uh, th there's always some level of arrogance, right? You always have, these guys always have some, some level of arrogance about them. Yeah. So I found that very interesting. If they don't pass this, 
I'm going to threaten to run for president. Like, oh, she she's is really convinced of her. No, shit. This is not. I don't you. <laughs> like, since you don't. Go for I it. know. I know Nit you have wit. a Twitter account, but you don't spend any time on Twitter. So you don't know this either. Uh, last week, she threatened to subpoena Donald Trump Jr. for trolling her with a meme on social media. <laughs> This is what she tweeted last week. I have noticed that Junior here has a habit of posting nonsense about me whenever the Mueller investigation heats up. Please keep it coming, Junior. It's definitely a very, very large brain idea to troll a member of a body that will have subpoena power in a month. Have fun. She threatened to subpoena Donald Trump Jr. for trolling her on Twitter. How, I mean, is that not simply the, the, the just the height of arrogance that somehow she possesses subpoena power well, and that she can attack whoever trolls her on social media? That's not arrogance. That's despotic. I mean, she's basically saying she's going to use the power of Congress, right, because you're trolling her on Twitter. Well, I suppose that's only just an extension of the former president, Obama. Remember, he stood before that college and made the joke about how the IRS worked for him and that he was going to use the IRS. He sort of, quote unquote, joked about it, that he would sick the IRS on people who disagreed with him. And and so this is this is the kind of thing that I think even though we look at this as kind of a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. This is how these people think. Well, the, This is what they, how they want to operate government. But the hypocrisy, I mean, they all do. The hypocrisy of it is when Donald Trump would say stuff like that, they'd be apoplectic, right? Oh, so yeah. they, there's always yeah. this thing of, oh, look what he's doing, look what he's saying. It's, it's a mirror image. They're all the same. It's, it's crazy they criticize... You know, the one side, they do the exact same thing. And it, and it goes both ways. So that that's the hypocrisy of it. We, you showed me an article the other day, and, uh, you know, the whole lead-in was trying to make the, the writer's side look all, you know, magnanimous, and we take the high road and all this stuff, and I can't believe this side is doing this. It, it was so hypocritical to me because they do the same thing. So this is the stuff. She eventually, and probably already, you could search the news, where she makes some statement about, uh, you know, Donald Trump's tyrannical tendencies based on his comments. And here she is doing the same thing, and that'll go back and forth. So they're, they're totally corrupt. It's totally about power. They want to have power over the individual. And you get them in these moments of honesty, and you see, as you're saying, you see what their core uh framework is, what their core mindset is. Right. That they're just little little tyrants. You know, and all this other stuff where they're pretending uh, to be for the people and we stand for liberty. And, and you know, her idiotic comments, that's a con that's a thing today with the left. It's the message, of you know, after the Tea Party and all this sort of unrest, it's, oh, we well, we support the Constitution, too. Yeah. We like the Constitution, too. <laughs> that's that's where that comes from. Yeah, we like the Constitution, too. Right, exactly. That's, that's Nancy Pelosi. Well, we believe in the founders, too. Right. See, I can quote them. Yeah. So it's all theater, as usual. Well, and because the schools don't actually teach the Constitution, they don't teach the people to read the Constitution. They teach, and I mean, even the law schools don't teach lawyers to teach the read the Constitution. They teach lawyers to... 
to read Supreme Court opinions, yeah. to well, to listen to the peer review articles and other garbage like that. Well, as far as this idiot, Congress is a circus and Ocasio-Cortez is its clown. Well, I'd say she's one of them. <laughs> no, she's she's the lead clown. You think she's worse than than? Uh, I think she's the dumbest Maxine person Waters? ever elected to office. See, do you think she's dumber than Maxine Waters? I do. Because, really? Yes. Yes. Wow. Because, because I mean, that's a high bar to come across. I'm you serious. You know why I say that? You why? know why I say that? Because I think there are a thousand more really stupid things that Maxine Waters could and desires ah. to say and she doesn't because she has, sort of Cortez <laughs> has no governor whatsoever so wow. she's she's next level <laughs> stupid and when you're dumber than Maxine Waters I mean you're it's like the <laughs> Olympic gold medalist <laughs> of of idiocy so well, she's like go. the Michael Phelps <laughs> of stupid <laughs> we'll be right back Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Our friend Carlos uh, on Facebook, the the guy and his wife who fled Chicago is now in Texas. Awesome. Uh, he reminded me that on uh, YouTube I hadn't posted, actually posted within the YouTube text the link to get the Liberty First University t-shirts at Liberty First Gear. So uh, today we're going to be, I'm going to make sure that's in there for those of you. Remember, if you're watching us on YouTube, there is the ticker right down there that, that shows you the link on how to get our Liberty First gear. JC's not wearing one of his t-shirts today, but uh, we have great, great t-shirts that help you break the ice at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash Liberty First Gear, where the first letters of Liberty First and Gear are all capitalized. Go get those t-shirts. You took that t-shirt to the mall. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That w it made you the center of, of attention at the mall. It's it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Packed out Christmas mall, and everybody was watching your t shirts. Like I say, I don't know what it is. You know, we talk about that. Uh, but it's just, it was like everybody is looking at this thing. See, what's crazy is, remember we told you if you get these t shirts, you don't have to be an, an American history expert. You just have to know a little bit about what's on the t shirt because you start talking about this stuff to the people, you, you blow their mind. You don't, they can't take anymore. So JC walks up to this booth of, of administrators for the local public school at the yeah. mall. He covers about eight up. eight of them there, right? Yeah, there was. He covers up the name because it's the Christmas Addicts t-shirt. He covers up the name. And I pop quizzed And he them. pop quizzed them. That <laughs> was yep. so awesome. Oh, the one guy was hilarious. Oh, I'm like, like, and, and we're done, like, and I'm thinking, okay. Don't say that. Okay, white guy. Don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't ever. He goes, I know who that is. That's the that's guy the who made. That's the guy. guy who made peanut butter. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he's like, well, I was close, wasn't I? I was like, dude, dude, like, you're man, you not got, even you, you close. You got to be the walking not white guy <laughs> stereotype. I mean, is that, right. that's what you're going to do? It's oh, always, oh, heart. that's George Washington Carver. It's like it's the, the only, only black, black guy. That yeah, ever, George White. Oh, that's a peanut butter guy. Uh, you said, and he goes, I was close, right? You go, no, not even in the ballpark. <laughs> Like I didn't, I didn't want to say it. What was coming out of my mouth was, "Yeah, he he's black." Right. <laughs> That's how close you. No, got. everybody got that. Oh. Everybody got Gosh. it. There's three black ladies. You know, were part of the group, and and they didn't know who he sort, was. You could see him sort of look at him when he went peanut butter guy. Like, oh my goodness, come on. <laughs> but they didn't know who he was. There was, to her credit, there was one administrator. One, one lady. She she knew who he was, and uh, at least by name. Yep. And uh, and she knew a little bit about the background, but here's the thing. I watched them. I watched them as they were, as, as you explained to them who Crispus Attucks was. You showed them the poem on the back, and, and the wheels kept turning even after we left. Yep. I watched it. And this <laughs> is the thing. These people are going to go look this up. Right. And they're going to go look this up and they're going to they're going to figure out there's more to this than than what they've been yeah, teaching. What are you going to do with that? And what are you going to do with that? Right. So uh, that's why it this stuff fun. is important. That stuff. Yeah. It was a whole lot of fun. And uh, y- you can have that fun, too. <laughs> Because that's what that's what this is all about. Remember, uh, go to Liberty First Gear, bit.ly forward slash Liberty First Gear, where Liberty First and Gear capitalized first letters. Did you see this where, so supposedly the Supreme Court tells the states they can't cut Planned Parenthood funds. Actually, they wouldn't even hear the appeals. They said, we, we're not going to hear the appeals. So basically saying, I don't know, maybe, maybe they... I don't know. I didn't quite get it. Maybe they're saying that it's a state matter and we got nothing to do with it. That's how we didn't hear it. But you see the so-called conservative justices said we should we should hear this case. Thomas yeah. Alito and Gorsuch said, no, we should hear this. No, I haven't seen that one yet. We're going to have to do a little digging in that, especially if it was of uh, a writ of certiorari or, or some other just blanket. We're not going to hear that uh, without any writing. Uh, I I would say perhaps um, what we have here is a situation where the Supreme Court is deferring to the state courts, which would be a very interesting turn of events, given the fact that they seem to have selective uh, uh, sovereignty authority. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Oh, but I'm only a stranger here. 
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here with my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Remember, you can find us at chrisannhall.com, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. And I want to I want to uh, remind you that we need you. I was like the Uncle Sam thing. We need you to share these shows and to go to SoundCloud today. Just simply hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Just by clicking buttons, you actually help us. And uh, we want to thank you for doing that. Just take two seconds to do it. It doesn't cost you anything, and it helps us a lot. Now, you were talking about the Supreme Court and Planned Parenthood. I want to have a chance to actually look up that case because apparently they actually wrote something. But I want to talk about this Third Circuit Uh, opinion that has come forward on the Second Amendment, which is a really, really interesting thing that's going to drive these issues back to the Supreme Court. Uh, Number one, it's going to drive the issues back to the Supreme Court because it actually um, doesn't follow uh, D.C. v. Heller. It doesn't follow it. So, and what it does is it pretends to follow it, but actually uh, misapplies the thing. And it, in, in, for those of you who are not familiar with constitutional law and how things work, when the government is accused of violating someone's rights, there's uh, what the courts call a level of scrutiny that takes place. So every case has a different Um, I'm sorry, every category of cases has a different level of scrutiny. How how deeply will we scrutinize the government's actions? And when it comes to things that are supposed to be fundamental rights like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, the right to keep and bear arms, the criteria that has been historically held by the court is a level called strict scrutiny. And that strict scrutiny says that if the government is engaging in an action that violates your fundamental rights, then the courts must scrutinize the government's behavior to the highest level to determine whether the government's actions are justified in a uh, in a a police state power sense in a a um, Uh, delegated authority sense to uh, interfere with those rights. And one of the things that this case does as the dissent in the Third Circuit recognizes is that it does not apply strict scrutiny to the right to keep and bear arms. And what is the case? It uh, it applies... Oh, this case. This case is... Um, Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Pistol Clubs, Inc., v. Attorney General of New Jersey. Okay? So, hey, this is happening in New Jersey, in Chris Christie's state, right? So we want him to be the AG? I don't know. Just saying. He's not AG there now. No. No, he's not. Is he still the governor? I'm pretty sure he's still the governor. That would be something we should, you could look up I don't think he's the governor anymore. He's not the governor anymore? Oh, no, probably because didn't he run for president or something? Yeah. 
I just totally, my brain wipes Chris Christie out of any kind of memory because. Bless his heart. He's just whatever. So anyway, the court doesn't apply strict scrutiny. They, they apply a standard called intermediate scrutiny, which actually, instead of picking apart every little detail of the government's actions, it, it shifts a burden of proof and gives great deferential treatment to the government in their activity. Right. So basically what this court is saying is the right to keep and bear arms really isn't a right. It is actually a privilege that is bestowed upon you by government. And because it's a privilege bestowed upon you by government, then you, guess what? Guess what? You don't have the right to keep and bear arms unless you follow the mandate and the dictate issued by the government to allow you to do that. If you don't follow their check boxes, that doesn't matter. That would be like the government saying, uh, you don't have a fundamental right to freedom of speech. You have to fill out a permit. You got to make sure that you meet all the qualifications to have this speech. You have to make sure that you have the right, uh, that you uh, follow all the rules and the regulations. And if you say something that the government doesn't like, well, that's too bad. And people are, I, I, I came across this article at Ammo Land. Uh, where it says that uh, the Third Circuit calls the Second Amendment a second-rate right, and that's exactly what this what they're doing by switching the scrutiny. Uh huh. And so, even the Supreme Court has repeatedly responded that the the right to keep and bear arms is a strict scrutiny statement. So, uh, strict scrutiny uh, thing. So it's this is this is going to drive this. Back to the Supreme Court. Yeah. It's going to be problematic for the Third Circuit, right? Yes. The, pro- the, the thing that I uh, – the trouble I have here, what happens in these cases, it seems to me. So – you, because I think some people look at this and go, okay, it's going to Supreme Court. Boom. We got Kavanaugh now. We got Gorsuch. We got these guys. This getting knocked down. Mm-hmm. But what happens is these guys learn from this, this the result. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go back and tweak what they're doing, just right. like with the Colorado Baker, right. how they signaled mm-hmm. from the court, and then they go back and tweak. So a lot of this stuff that they, you know, sort of run mm-hmm. up the flagpole uh, is is like practice, right? They're they're honing their tyranny. Mm-hmm. So I so I I don't look at this as like. I think some people would this would just be a throwaway for some people. Well, that's not going to stand, you know, and they'll just dismiss it like this is no big deal because Supreme Court's going to overturn this. I think right. it is a big deal. It is a big deal. Cuz it signals, you know, what they're doing and you got to watch uh the result and what the what the outcome is because you got to pay attention to now how are they going to adjust what they're going to do because these guys are not going to say, "Oh, well, Supreme Court uh said, you know, we're wrong." So we give up. War's over. Um, you guys are right. You know, have fun. We're we're going home. We're giving up this fight. Now I've seen this. A lot of people have sent me this Third Circuit case, and I think 
a more dangerous opinion has come actually out of the First Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which happened in November, where the First Circuit literally comes out and says that the right to keep and bear arms is only a right inside your home. Yeah. Once you leave your home, the right to keep and bear arms is no longer a right. It is something that uh, that the government can decide. So the First Circuit has, is, has come out and simply said that allowing police to decide if you have a need to carry outside your home is a sufficient application of the Second Amendment. Well, you know what? And, and here's another problem in this thing. Look back to the Third Circuit opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a parallel to what you're saying. The First mm-hmm. Circuit said, even in the dissent. Right. I was reading the dissent of the guy right. who's who's pro Second Amendment. Right. And within his explanation, like he said some good things. But here's there right. was one thing. Now, I didn't read all of it, but what I did read. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's one thing that he didn't say, which they hardly ever say because they're scared to say yeah and he framed it exactly like you said he said we have a fundamental right and and he basically said it's it's a, it, the purpose is so we can defend ourselves and our families in our homes that's not the purpose <laughs> that's not the purpose so he he did at least in what i read i'd have to go right back and read the whole thing maybe he said it elsewhere but he said that's the main purpose the main purpose was to be equipped to repel tyranny a tyrannical government so that to me is the crux of it mm-hmm. why that you can't have the government defining y- your right to keep and bear arms when the government is the reason you keep and bear arms they're so scared that right. that sounds so radical in our modern age they will not say it even the so-called most conservative justices they're scared to say that and they they put it forward as protecting ourselves in our homes and this and that. So then they give a platform to that right. counter argument to say, oh, well, if that's the reason, then the police are more well equipped to do that. I mean, they we can we can trust them to do this. They have an entire organized force and they're trained and blah, 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 blah. That's their purpose. Well, so and that's why that's terrible. That's that why even, what even, we teach even the, the supporters say that. Yeah. Well, and, and that's because we haven't taught the right things for a very long time. And, and again, remember, we don't well, teach but I think the he Constitution knows in law schools. I think the guy knows this. It's, it's mm, not. I don't think I, no, I don't think it's always just ignorance this guy you can't look at what all this if you read through what this this guy writes okay that didn't come out of a vacuum all the stuff that he says Mm -hmm. he's not an ignorant man he's not ignorant of history he's not ignorant of the constitution what he is he's afraid to say that stuff because it's so it 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 gets such pushback and he'll be labeled as a right-wing radical okay so even what well, I'm you're, saying you're is there's, there's the power a lot of, ignorance. of these these peer review articles. I've met lots of of lawyers who have read the Constitution, who have read the Second Amendment, who know what it says, but they allow these peer review articles to rationalize this error. It's not an ignorance. It's a cognitive uh misapplication it's it's something that they're actually taught so it's not like 
duh, I don't know. It's not about that kind of an ignorance. It's about an, a trained ignorance into a way of thinking based on this line of argument that has been brought forward for so very long. Maybe, and that's maybe, the problem. Maybe it's because I shield you from the emails that I get. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have people write you and us that that say they know the purpose, mm -hmm. but you can't say stuff like that, Chris Ann. So we have to do it another way. I'm telling you, it's not just because it's outside of their cognizance. Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, JC, I, I can't think of a better segue into our training that we have coming up in January uh, in Texas. This is not just for Texans. This is for people all over America. And uh, I, this, I, I had a mom say, you know, I really want my son to go. But it's, you know, school is just starting. Well, this is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I can't think of a better reason for your child to miss school on Friday. <laughs> Seriously. And it's to become educated on the right to keep and bear arms, to become trained in the skill to keep and bear arms. Remember, uh, Richard Henry Lee said that uh, it's essential for the whole body of the people to always keep and bear arms and to train our children alike, even when they're young. And so this course that we have coming up in January, January 18, 19, and 20th, will start off with an educational training on the Constitution and the right to keep and bear arms. What these people are denying, either because of cowardice, ignorance, or lack of whatever, uh, teach, train up our children to be the ones to take the stand that will go to law school, that will become the justices right. with the courage to do that, and then train them up on how to use them. I am absolutely convinced, JC, that a lot of the paranoia that our society holds about gun violence today is stems from the fact that we don't shoot. How many stories have you seen out there of of liberals going and getting guns and getting training and thinking, wow, this isn't as bad as everybody said it is. So go to chrisannhall.com and sign up for our training. There's a banner right there at chrisannhall.com to help us under, uh, to help you get to the link to do this. This is an investment, seriously an investment. Not only teaches you how to uh, keep and bear arms as a skill, as a knowledge, but also how to uh, engage in hand-to-hand -hand self-defense. The black, the bearded black cowboy, otherwise known as Larry Stevenson, who also has his own radio show, is uh, just, uh, he's, he's phenomenal, and he's good with kids too. So this is, this is, a, this is truly a family event. So Chris Christie isn't governor anymore? No, no, he's not governor. Cool. 
All right. So, look, we're going to, for tomorrow's show, I'm going to make sure that I go look at that Planned Parenthood thing so we can talk about it and uh, we can become uh, a a better source of information for you on that. Do you have something over there you wanted to talk about? Nope. (laughs) Look, the point that we're trying to make here, everybody, is if you're not educated yourself, to the extent that you are settled in your principles, we talk about this in the course at Liberty First University, the course of uh, the art of the argument. If you are not settled in your principles, you're you're not going to have the courage to do these things. And it's it's I'm I'm not I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying it's just a human nature thing. People are always saying, Chrisanne, I can't do what you can do." Yes, you can. Well, that was yes, the you point. Can. The point I was making about the judge. Um, you know the I got a I, this was forwarded to me by someone I don't I don't remember but uh you know part of it was thank goodness we have this this uh judge conservative judge that Trump appointed and what have you it's but and again I don't maybe he did say it I don't know I didn't read all mm-hmm. of it but if you don't I mean if if you're sort of covering with the good enough argument rather than the actual argument. Right. It's not enough to be conservative. You have to be courageous, and to to say that in your defense, and then you know right. making your defense, and then saying, well, you know, the reason we have we can protect so we can protect ourselves, yeah, from whom? What, you know, answer answer the rest of that. That's the key. And I'll remind you that that uh, Scalia and the Supreme Court and their decision in Heller was not a constitutionally sound decision to begin with. I mean, they're the ones that started this this thing in your home with right. handguns and yep. stuff like that. And so Scalia's gone, but Gorsuch is there, and Kavanaugh's not going to be a big help to us in all of this, I don't believe. And so we've got to become a political pressure here, and we've got to make sure. Uh, Donald Trump is not a big Second Amendment guy uh, to, to begin with, so... Educate ourselves so that we can be the peer pressure.